listening to the Mouthful of Graffiti podcast, affectionately known as The Mog, an open forum and promotional outlet for budding artists and creatives from all across the Mid-Atlantic region. I'm your host, Brad Cox, not necessarily affectionately known as anything other than Brad Cox, but I'm here all the same. Let's see who and what we're chewing on today on The Mog. Friends, East Coastians, and country men and women of all ages, welcome to the Mog. As always, links for our guests will be made available in the description, and a song or some type of promotional feature will be tacked on to the end of each episode. We'd like to thank all of our sponsors, Vagabond Sandwich Company, Capricost Books, Musicland, Black Eyed Susie's, Double Groove Brewing, Baltimore Decal Gal, and Reb Records. Remember to love local, support local, and to eat and drink local. Don't forget to use discount code Mog. Pod for a 10% discount at Capricost Books. Everyone knows you can't stop by Main Street Bel Air without grabbing one of Black Eyed Susie's legendary orange crushes and a killer lunch or dinner. Black Eyed Susie's has been supporting local for a long time. It's your one-stop spot for original and cover entertainment and an afternoon or evening out with friends on their rooftop deck. If you haven't heard, there's something very special about Double Groove Brewing. It's a melting pot of personalities, ages, loves, interests, and musical tastes. There are hippies, professionals, rockers, folk artists, friends and families here. Throw in the most delicious and satisfying craft beer on the planet and this place is complete magic. They are tireless supporters of the local talent. Stop by their location in Forest Hill for a pint and a night out with friends. First Fridays is back. The Bel Air Downtown Alliance is preparing for another exciting year of music and community in the downtown Bel Air area. This county favorite will run through October on the first Friday of every month. The Phoenix Festival Theater's Tarzan is coming to the Amos Center on June 17th, 18th, and 19th. For tickets, go to tickets.harford.edu. Harford Dance Theater is bringing the Kinetic Canvas back to the Chesapeake Theater on August 5th and 6th, highlighting the art of Andy Warhol through Inspired Dance. For tickets, visit harfordevents.com. Carolyn Powers and Sean Cook have been performing at a high velocity in their cover group cover art since at least 2017. Whether it's casinos, street performances, sunset decks, or their local bar circuit, they come ready to get their hands dirty and leave with sore fingers and throats. They put all of their passion into their music and are here today to shake off the adrenaline hangover to talk about how it got started and what their plans are for the future. Join me in welcoming Carolyn Powers and Sean Cook to the Rudy Toot Tootin' Mog. Carolyn and Sean, welcome to the Mouthful of Graffiti podcast. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. A little tired? A little tired, yeah. Well, we'll get into that. Transcendent Events has the Star Wars trivia adventure coming to Mutiny Elk Ridge on June 9th. What is Mutiny Elk Ridge? Don't know. I don't know either. It's a weird name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, all you Ewoks and Ewokettes, get your (laughs) trivia hats on and get down to Mutiny Elk Ridge. (laughs) And your furry costumes. Right. So... (laughs) I've told this to people like the only Star Wars movie that I've seen ever is Ewoks Adventure, which I'm uh, not even sure is like a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I've heard yeah. of that. So I, I, I don't even know where to start with Star Wars. I do need to get into it just to be like culturally just to know in about the know. it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, Rapola Entertainment has Icon for Hire and the Ready for Combat Tour coming to Zen West on June 17th with local favorites Echo to Locate, Crashing Atlas. And more, and be the first to message me the words coffee mug and win a $25 gift card to the Baltimore Decal Gal. 
Cheers. You guys, you guys can't message me the words coffee mug because you know. Oh, man. So congratulations are in order, Carolyn. You just graduated from Hartford Community College. Yeah. And you you were at the APG FCO Arena on May 26th. Yep. So talk to me about your journey. So it's my third associates. Your third associates. (laughs) (laughs) So I started college right out of high school, got my associates in secondary education, associates in history. Then I got my bachelor's in history from Notre Dame of Maryland University. Okay. And then I had two more courses to finish my psychology associates, which is originally what I wanted. Okay. So I went back to finish that. For the graduation ceremony, you were going to invite a very big guest yeah, to possibly show up. I Who did. was that and and what made you think to even do that? It was Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Sean's yep. sitting here with the Foo Fighters it. t-shirt yep. on. Yep. Sporting it today. <laughs> and but for Taylor, I he's the kind yeah. of person that would do that. Yes. I know, right. And I think that's what some of the inspiration was. It like, you know, yeah, just send him a ticket. Send his his management team a ticket and see what happens. Yeah, bring him all. We yep. said we'd we'd yep. pay for your gas and jumbos if you come down. Get yeah. some jumbos, huh? Down the ocean, get some jumbos, yeah. you know? Yep. So I sent one to his mom and I sent one <clears throat> to his management team a ticket. You know, the tickets were unlimited. Oh, really? And you know how I know that. Because I'm the ticketing guy. That's right. Oh, you told me yeah. that. Yeah, the ticketing and See? marketing guy. So did you have any confusion with your tickets? Was it a smooth process? It was a smooth process, yes. Even if it wasn't, just, it was. just tell just me that it was. It was. And you, yes. knew, you knew about the time and everything, the time stamp. But did, like, Dave Grohl could have brought Pat Smear. He could have brought the entire band. Yeah. We would have actually right? liked if he brought Pat Smear. Yeah. We were hoping Sean he would have brought Sean was hoping Pat for Pat Smear. Yeah. Smear. Not that I and wasn't. I, we, we wish he would have worn that uh, little nightcap that he had in Studio 666. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. Great, yeah. So good. So Pat Smear kind of, he joined Nirvana around the time of their, I guess, acoustic performance. Yeah. yeah. But was he ever a part of it prior? I don't think so. He was in the germs. I know that. And then like, I guess he kind of fell off the map. Okay. And then I don't know how Kurt ran into him. And in a, then In a record shop. He okay. said he was working in a record and shop. And then he was like, you know, hey, I, I found our new rhythm guitarist. And they were like, who? And they were like, Pat Smear. And he was like, that guy's still alive? <laughs> we're kind of going off on a tangent here. But <laughs> right. like... <laughs> What do you think? I, I this is not like one of my questions, but yeah. what do you think Nirvana would sound like today? Thought because they that, would have had to have like evolved at yeah. a certain point. Yeah, yeah to a they certain couldn't extent. have like languished in the, the punk world forever. Yeah, right, if they were right. forced to still play, because I mean, you know, he might have just quit. You know what I mean? Because it seemed yeah. like around that time he was talking about just quitting. So like, I mean, if they were still playing, uh, and I don't know, I mean, if they were still playing and they still had that big of an influence, maybe music would sound different today than it's it, true. you know, than it's yeah. changed. Yeah tangent you know yeah yeah i mean but for his death we wouldn't have had the foo fighters yeah Yeah. that's true yeah Yeah. and definitely and hole would probably have not gotten as popular as it did yes so yeah because dave said he would have died with the foo fighters or with nirvana yeah he would have stayed there yeah Yeah. right well, why would you that, leave a so. band like that? They were the right. biggest band on the planet. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> For me, it was a bit of culture shock when they came out. But like, yeah. I remember putting the cassette in. It was like it was so different yeah. than anything I had heard up to that point. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, what is this? Yeah, right. yeah. And I wasn't even entirely sure I liked it yeah. until about like the fourth or fifth track. Right. Okay. Because yeah. like you had Smells Like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then there was Come As You Are, I think. Maybe. Yeah, that was second. And there was another song that was, was like Breed in bloom, in bloom. Okay, and yeah. those two were like, okay, I'm not sure what this is. I, yeah. I didn't even know what to make of it. Right. Yes, it was totally different. And then we yeah. got to Breed. You're like, okay, yeah. we're back to like the smells right. like Teen Spirit vibe. And- right. Because right. in middle school, I was you know uh, Metallica, Guns and Roses, and everything like that. And then like right around between middle school and high school, 
when Nirvana came out, then it was like, so I started music with Guns N' Roses Metallica. And then I learned to want to play and love music by listening to that, getting into Nirvana. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> there's a lot of our trajectories. Like we were in that like kind of cool cusp of the eighties. Right. Yeah. Mm, I don't really yeah. relate a lot to people that were into like Kiss right. or Judas Priest or right. Rat. Like yes. to me, that yeah. was a whole nother yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. Right. But anyway, so back to graduation. What did you yeah. think of the ceremony itself? Was it was it nice? It was nice. Good. Yeah, it was very nice. It's, it flowed very smoothly. Okay. I've and been to four nice of them, too. so it yeah. was it was good. Yeah. <laughs> so She's a pro. <laughs> well, the arena is a really cool place to have it. You it don't is. have to worry about the rain, and it For is sure. big. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I think they're trying to figure out is it used to be one ceremony. So did it feel empty to you, or did it feel comfortable? It was nice not having to wait for everybody to yes. walk yeah. across the stage. You know what I mean? Seems yeah. a good idea. It was, it, I mean, it was it was a lot smaller than usual, but it was kind of nice. I don't think that people realize actually how much planning goes into it. There was actually <laughs> yeah. a spreadsheet with like 260 items, and everybody oh was responsible gosh. for different items. For just, yeah. yeah. It could be anything. <laughs> flags, flowers. Right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot. your immediate plans after getting associates? So I started a new job uh, last week. I'm a counselor now. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I'm at least already putting it to use and I'm very excited about that. I'd like to go for my doctorate eventually. So So you are just you are into school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been in for like eight or nine years now. Well, yeah. you sharp. School too. Yeah. That's true. I don't yes. know if, uh, if yeah. Sean has told you this, but like as you get older, it's tougher to learn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I went back to school to get my AA when I was twenty six years old. Yeah. No, I guess it was twenty four years old and I couldn't learn. Mm. It's like my brain just, just smoothed hard. over. Yeah. <laughs> you're losing wrinkles. Yeah. The, the wrinkles come Nothing on the face as you get older, but you lose wrinkles on your brain. I had this class where you had to memorize paragraphs. Ooh. And then they would ask you. The, That's fun. Yeah, you had to memorize the entire paragraph. Oh, no. So, like, literally, it'd be like 10 paragraphs you had to memorize for this test. And you had to have it word for word. And if you missed a word, you were losing points. I also had a class oh. where... Because it was a journalism editing class where yeah. basically if you spelled a street name wrong, you failed. Oh, Attention to detail, huh? They want you to really. Yeah, and where yeah. you are in yeah, journalism. So that's where like I, I was taking offense to the whole like fake news thing. It's yeah. like, do you yeah. realize that right. these people make no money yeah. and how much scrutiny they're under? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's right. Fact check is not all one-sided. Right. You know, that's yeah. like re that's like real journalism versus entertainment journalism. Right. You know what I mean? Like like your 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 foxes and CNNs. Yeah. They're yeah. more geared towards Everybody entertainment. Everybody knows the suspects there. Right. The yeah. OANs, the any Oh god. Just hey, just follow the money. What's the 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 biggest offender? Oh god, it's not it's not OAN, but it's it's in that that realm. There's so many of them. I mean, there's one called the Gateway Pundit I've heard of and there's one called the Epoch Times. There's like okay. there's so many of these like right-wing like I don't know. <laughs> like if you just follow the money, usually you find out where it comes from. And that's kind of the problem with the digital age because the yeah. truth is yeah. negotiable. Yes, yeah, for exactly. sure. It's like, well, I don't believe that. Right. right. I'm sure I can find a website. And people like exactly. echo chambers, people like echo chambers because if they want to believe something and then somebody that's uh, quote unquote news says it on a quote unquote news channel, then they just believe it. Right. You know, and that, that's why they, everybody wants to say like uh, free speech, but it's like free speech comes with responsibility. Because you can really screw things up by saying, especially now. I'm, yeah. I'm again. This is another tangent, but uh, like cancel culture, you actually have to be a little bit accountable for what you're saying now. Yeah. Yes, People will right. hold you to yeah, it. Yeah, they'll find yeah. it. There should be a responsibility. <laughs> you should be free to say yeah. what you want, but you still have to take the consequences for what you say and do. Exactly. You know? So on that line of thinking, is there a point though where people should be also allowed to grow? Yeah. Like I don't want to be held accountable for something I said. 
when you were 14. 25 years ago. Right, right, exactly. Right. So, hey, Brad, check out the lyrics to this song. It's like, right. Yeah, I was going to say, how was, about that? Yeah. I was going to yes. say, you were probably thinking music because, like, I know you've been in a band since what, 94 or something? So, I mean, you've been putting out albums since for, the, yeah, since the dinosaurs. Forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah. Dinosaurs. So, yeah, like, I'm sure if, when you look back on certain songs or whatever, you're probably like, eh, you know. I don't like that song as much, or I don't believe that as much, or you know, that's not as uh, relevant as it was to me back when right. I wrote it, you know. Right. Yeah. Just any kind of belief, you know. You're allowed to change. Yeah. You're allowed to grow. Yeah. Right. So you're allowed to get out in the world and see how things actually are and not be in a bubble of your family right. and you know There also should seem to be like a certain level of like, okay, I, I said that on Twitter last night. Here's my explanation. <laughs> I was drunk. Right. right. And we should be able to be like, okay. Right. Right. It wasn't appropriate, <laughs> right. but you're acknowledging that it wasn't yeah. appropriate. Yeah. Here's an elaboration of what I meant. It doesn't mean the <laughs> it person is canceled forever. Right. Exactly. Because right. we didn't really grow up with that. No. People no. said all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and now everything's documented. And that's why they say friends don't let friends tweet drunk or something. Or, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Or message drunk too, you know? So Call we, that old girlfriend up or whatever when you're drunk. No, don't. Don't dude, do that. Wait till tomorrow. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Luckily, I haven't made any of those mistakes. Yeah. But I've been with Lisa for like 25, 26 years. Right, right exactly. You kind of like, no, I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah. I'm not going to throw away 25, 26 yeah. years no, yeah. just because right I'm curious how. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyway, Sean and I, we did meet in high school. Yeah. yeah. And we, we had a very uh, similar trajectory as, in yeah. terms of bands we liked. Yeah. Um, but what was your background, Sean, prior to even picking up the guitar? Like, did, when did you start? playing music and know that you know this is for me this is something i like well i started playing with nirvana because I, like when i was coming up you were it was, in nirvana yes <laughs> he was to <laughs> nirvana as i was to guns <laughs> roses yeah. as you see axel's <laughs> over there sure. but right. i love that axel i'm right. not sure about the, the present new day one, yeah. our yeah. heroes yeah. will let us down yeah. if, you, if you give them time yeah. but like when when i was um you know a kid my my dad actually bought me a little drum set and like i kind of played around with that and then you know we were listening to led zeppelin and, and black sabbath and then I guess as the later eighties came, then it turned into Metallica, Guns N' Roses, stuff yeah. like that. And then, so, you know, I listened to it and I liked it and I went to the concerts and stuff. But then right around that time, I guess like 16, 17, then it was like, well, I, you know, that's when Nirvana came out. And then I was like, well, I could play this stuff. I could play music. Right. And that's when, you know, I got like, you know, my parents got me a guitar and a little amp from Bill's music. You know, and that was like, you know, first guitar and just started playing Nirvana songs and stuff. And one of the things I do know about there. you is you were able to sing pretty naturally. There wasn't like a, a big ramp up. It seemed like you always had a pretty good grasp on that. Were you in chorus? No, um, it's it's weird. Like uh, when um, I used to spend a lot of time at my grandparents house and I had this aunt and she would just always like falsetto like and like make all right. these like you know and like so i would do it too just because i almost think that i did it ironically just because it annoyed me but then it's like i guess that's where i started singing that's I where would, i found my first notes i would i would mimic her just as loud as her to just be like will you please stop doing that <laughs> and then from there like yeah um after that like you know i would i would kind of practice or you know to myself you know what i mean if my parents are gone then i sing you know what i mean and stuff like that it was very yeah. very like personal thing you know it was very I, I don't let it out i just you know i just kind of do it myself and you know, yes like, yeah i remember those those days where like i i we had this little karaoke machine 
and it was in my sister's room and I would sneak into my sister's room and start trying to play and sing my first songs. Yeah. Yeah. And every once in a while, my dad would come home early mm-hmm. from work because yeah. I only had the time from like, like we got uh, home from school yeah. Yeah. to do it. You, know, you until hurry like five up o'clock. and put it away and try to there hide it. There was plenty of times he'd just be standing in the door with his hands on his hips like, what are you doing, son? I'm like, well, I'm writing an offensive song about you. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. You'll hear it someday. Wouldn't you love to yeah. know? Exactly. Yep. But were your friends and family always supportive? Like, was your family supportive of the music? I I don't think they really knew. I mean, you know what I mean? Because it was just like, it's just a thing that I just wrote it myself. And, you know what I mean? Never really. I think it was a surprise to your mom the first time she really heard you perform. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, I don't even know the first time. But yeah, she came out to one of our gigs at the bar or whatever. Yeah. And I. It was me and right. the, the yeah. old band, and you oh. were playing on our breaks. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah. So. Did you do any of those talent shows at Seamolton? No, you didn't. No, okay. I think I thought about it, but no, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I'm just, you know, probably nervous about it. And, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. So, right to the right of you, this was yeah. going to be one of my questions. I was going to ask you <clears throat> if you're still writing and recording original works. Not recording, really, unless you count like phone and stuff like that. But I mean, I've got. But you're writing. I, yeah, yeah, I've got enough stuff together where I've thought about, you know, trying to put it all in one album. You know what I mean? Do Go nothing it. with it, or at least yeah. just make it. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So, what do you got there to the to the right of me? Well, I have my uh, newest songbook, which it's a it's a mess if you look at it. Like, I love that you have one. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. a lot of people just type on the. Yeah. I, I mean, if you want to take a look, it's at personal it, at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at it, it scribbles everywhere and arrows to this will be chorus. This is this verse needs to move over here and everything. And it's funny because like I've I had an old spiral songbook, right? Right. And that I wrote everything in, and I had two of them, and they were made by a, um, a company called Stuart Hall, which made all like um, stationery. Okay. And then Mead bought them and stopped making them, and it was like I was so like uh, I guess like superstitious kind of about it that I was like, well, the books are almost full. I was like, I'm not going to be able to write in anything else. So I've been writing in these for like three years. You know what I mean? And then like, I literally found that book on the side of a road. And um, this? Yeah. So the the eight has nothing to do with you. No, I put the 13 on there or whatever. But if okay, you look I at can't it, read. If you look at it, it's, it says shred it on it. Either. So that's it like some bound book, you know, that was for notes that I guess uh, the person who owned it let his kid you know scribble in with crayon and, and crayon stuff. is not sean's yeah so and or i was like you know what this is going to be my new book this is going to be my new book it's a leather bound on. book yeah. kind yeah. of yeah kind of it's in a yeah. library f- it is not full in of good rich shape mahogany it was on the side of the road <laughs> where i found it but yeah it's it's what i'm used to writing in and, and that's what i've been writing in you know so one lately. of the smart things that i know that you did not do is you did not put all of your early recordings and songs out there because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm in a boat now where I wish I could just find oh, all of these yeah. old recordings and tapes right. and burn them. Right. People will message me every once in a while like, I found your old cassette. I'm like, burn put it, it in the fireplace, <laughs> please. Yeah. I think one of the Get first, one of the first um, songs I wrote was in that Nirvana time. So it was like in the same kind of, uh, vain that it was like quiet and then loud and the the loud part was literally just like me screaming i like to ride my bike you know what i mean it's right. like just stupid words but it was you know what i mean it, you you have to i think make those stupid songs and stuff like that when you first start it reminds me of the wedding singer do you remember when he's singing that song after he gets his heart broken and he just starts screaming i do and john lovitz is behind the curtain yes <laughs> yeah. kind of, he's like he's losing his mind yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i do remember that if you were Ted Theodore Logan mm-hmm. and you could go back in time and tell young Sean something, mm-hmm. what would you tell him? Hang in there. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, You're going to make a kid. Yeah, basically. You know yeah. what I mean? Things will be all right, you know, in the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it was a little rough earlier. Yes. You know? There's going to be a lot. <laughs> but, you know, we like, had some rough, rough turn out yeah, years right, for know? sure. Yeah, definitely. Just, so, yeah. I mean, did you did yeah. you fall into any of the rock and roll trappings, like the drinking and the drugs and all that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. High five. It's only cool now because we made it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because exactly. I was like people that didn't. The yeah, case exactly. of night guy, just, just yeah. slugging beers. I'm not even sure what I was going for. Yeah. Right, right. But right. I just yeah. kind of assumed, well, that's what rock stars do, do right? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I enjoyed it, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing. It was it was bad but you kind of enjoyed it at the time and then right. you know it kind of made you who you are you yeah know? so i don't know i'd maybe i'd change a couple things but maybe i wouldn't you know what i mean i just I, if i could say to myself something i would say just you know keep your uh keep your cool it's gonna be good you yeah know I mean? later on how about you carolyn where did your musical genesis start uh so i was in chorus Okay, so um, in school, how about did you have like one of those little wooden xylophones as a baby? I did have a xylophone. Okay, that rolls yes. around on wheels. Yes, you just, mm-hmm. okay. I did have one. So of those. your musical journey actually starts there. Yes, but, yeah. I got a go guitar ahead. when I was like five. My grandfather got okay. me a guitar, which I don't play guitar, but, um, but yeah, I've, I've just kind of been singing since I was a kid, and my family listened to a lot of different music and a lot of like big vocalists and stuff like that. So I think I just kind of mimicked what I saw when I was little because yeah. I just wanted to be the people in the TV So screen. who were the people? Um, mm-hmm. When I was little, it was Christina Aguilera, yes. Whitney Houston. Huge fan was, of Christina. Yes, I used to have too, a picture of her on sure. our fridge. <laughs> yeah. Lisa was like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Understood. Understood. Right. Right. Like, you right. can put Brad Pitt on the freezer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and, 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 and Brad. Britney Spears was huge for you, right? No. <laughs> anyway, Christina not Aguilera fan, was... Not a fan <laughs> of Britney. Man, you, know, you bristled you pretty know. quickly. <laughs> Well, she was more of like, uh, I guess they wrote songs for her and they just, she was the face of it. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, right. Yeah. Wear so, as, as little clothes as you can and sing this song. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and I mean, snake. Christina had some yeah. little clothes too, but she had a but very big sing, voice. Yeah. 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 She did. Yeah. <clears throat> so I always wanted to, you know, I always wanted that. How about like modern influences? Like is Gaga in there? No, I wouldn't. No, I don't You're not a Gaga, Gaga fan. Crazy about she, Gaga. she does have a great voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does have a great voice. It's not my my you know my so jam what are your rock and roll favorites um so nirvana was my first cd okay. nevermind was my first CD. this is all coming together exactly all coming right together. right uh paramore you know i still like yeah. hailstorm you know bands now so that the weird thing about hailstorm yeah. is like we we grew up with them in the scene we yes. played yeah. dozens of oh, shows really? together yeah, and, and they made it i mean obviously <laughs> right and we're just still like well I know them. <laughs> we, i remember playing their very last show it was in 2008 right before they broke yeah cool. next time we saw them they were putting out like their one and done cd right i was like damn yeah. they made it right yeah exactly like hey guys don't forget us yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just amazing like the, the way the music industry is now mm-hmm. because like They've been doing it since 2008. Like, yeah. that's actually a very long time. Because yeah. if you think about, like, a lot of the bands, take some of these 80s bands. They were right. only around for a very yeah. short period yeah, of time. Yeah, like a little blip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And still, I mean, I, I still appreciate vocalists, too. You know, <clears throat> music that Sean might not love. Ariana Grande. Like Tovlo. Tovlo. Yeah, Tovlo's I don't know great. what that is. Yeah, Tovlo. She's a I didn't singer either. from... Like Sweden or something like yeah. that. But she's great. I mean, we saw her live. It's, she's very good. Yeah. So you're introducing Sean to new music. Yeah. Sean, since Nirvana and the Foo Fighters and all mm-hmm. those groups, were there bands like 
throughout the years that you kind of like connected with? Like for me, it was like um, Rise Against. I really liked mm-hmm. them. I liked AFI and the Used. How about like <clears throat> I went more um, lo-fi, like acoustic. Like mm. I love like Elliot Smith. Mm. I do love Radiohead too because they're very intricate. Like it's I don't know I don't know any music theory, but like I can appreciate what they write, and it, I kind of get little parts of what they write. You know, like little snippets, like how like uh, they'll have you know two drummers and one beat is like three three and one's you know four four or whatever or three four and it's really like time. Same thing with like Tool. You know, it's like it's very intricate how they write all this music. Yeah, and yeah. maybe that's why it's not the most popular, but that's why I like it more. You know, because it's it is it's it takes a little bit more to get into. You know, it's not just a hook. You're bringing up all kinds of questions that I don't actually have here. <laughs> but you're talking about like interesting time signatures. I'm I've always been a lyrics guy. Are you a uh-huh. lyrics guy? Yeah. yeah, that's why I think I love Elliot Smith so much. Okay, because all of his his songs are stories. Basically, mm-hmm. it's all like a painting in words. You know. Now, does so. your original music reflect Nirvana, or is it is it more like some of these other influences? It's weird because like it's. It's a little bit all over the place because, you know, some uh, songs will be like, you know, distortion and like punky and stuff like that. And then but a lot of them are are more acoustic and mellow, too, because also I've always just been playing with myself. So, like, you know, whoa, I'm going to put this sound effect in there. The horse sound effects coming out. (laughs) So, you know, so I was always used to, you know, being quiet, being quiet and playing to myself and like, uh, you know, writing to usually when I write a song, I'll, I'll, you know, hit a note and then I'll. I'll kind of play around with the note and add to it or, uh, you know, sustain or diminish or uh-huh. chords and stuff like that. And then if I hear a melody I like, then I uh, I record it and play it over and over again. And then I start hearing words, so I hum to it. And then the, those like hums turn into words. And then I kind of make a song out of that. Yeah. Because <clears throat> one of the things is, like I was saying earlier, you're to Nirvana as I was to Guns. Right. And like... People always ask, like, why don't you write songs that sound like that? I'm right. like, because I would feel weird, weird. doing that. That's yeah. not me. Yeah. And I would feel yeah. like people would know what I'm doing. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of yeah. like went out of my way to not do that. Yeah. To not sound But yeah. we Same. always obviously do that one song live. We've always done it. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. I hate doing it. I didn't hate it the other night because Robin came up. That was different. Right. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where if we don't do it, we get right. crap. Right. Yes. You know? <laughs> why didn't you do that song? All yeah. right. So anyway, we always have a fun questions portion of the mug. So we're just going to chill out here and and get into this. So, uh, Sean, I'll start with you. Favorite music-related comedy movie? Walk Hard. What was that? Walk Hard. A walk Hard? Yeah. Dewey Cox. <laughs> yeah. Great last Dewey name. Dewey Cox yeah. story, yes. You know, I've never seen it. Oh, my God. It's an oh, epic, it's too. So it's so great. It's, it's a good three it's hours. So, so great. That's the with the guy from Step Brothers, right? Yeah, yes. John, John C. Riley. Riley. Okay. And then, Amazing. Because, like, one of the scenes is, like, She's yelling at him. She's got like three of his babies or whatever. And she's like, dude, you got to stop this music thing. He goes, I think I'm doing pretty good for a 14-year-old with three kids. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie is just ridiculous. It's, it's, ridiculous. Like it's a very quotable. Story. Like yeah. Anchorman? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes, definitely. You would love it. All right. So I'm going to check out Walk Hard. Yes. All right. Uh, is it the same for you, Carolyn? Um. I might say Studio Six Six Six. Was one. it good? It just came out. No it's one, really man. good. We saw it's it really campy. It's very yeah. funny. You know, I don't want to leave the phone questions it's section too early. But yeah. how are you taking the whole loss of Taylor? Or what were your thoughts? Like to me, that was shocking. It was yeah. shocking. We were supposed to see him on May sixteenth. Yeah, so um, in canceled. Columbia, and it was like my uncle was getting us like front row tickets. It was you know I was really excited, and then he passed away. You know, in March. Was it, a, was it a heart attack? They said that it was cardiovascular collapse, I think. His heart okay. was, like, really too big. 
So he, yeah, yeah, it, it had he like went to cardiac arrest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but like, I woke up in the morning and like my uncle had texted me and Tommy, our old drummer, had texted right. me and a bunch of people. And it was kind of like, oh, man, we don't get to go to that concert. And then I think after that, too, seeing, like, yeah. the influence that he had in music. Yeah, you know, yeah everybody. Like Alanis Morissette Alanis, and yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Chad Smith is, you know, yeah. broken about it. And, I mean, you know, it's. I think it was crazy to see his impact, but really yeah. cool. How many How many people knew him and, and you know what I mean? Like, how, yeah. Yeah. His influence. how wide his influence was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He was beloved because he was so real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he also seems so young. Yes. Yeah. 50. He, he wasn't yeah. like an old soul. He was like no. a young soul in yeah. an old body. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like Dave. I feel yeah. Like. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he was in his 50s, right? Yeah. He was 50. You yeah. you would think he's like yeah. late 20s. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. He, he looks like a surfer boy. Yeah. Right? You know? And <laughs> in Studio 666, he's kind of like the refreshing, yeah, like funny kind of not acting part. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's just Taylor. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like the, the one time Dave is like, count it off five, six, seven, eight, and he goes, "What? Like I'm a dancer? Like I'm starting <laughs> a dance?" <laughs> Did you actually hear their? Uh, didn't they just redo like a, a disco album or do a disco yeah, album of like redos? She's covers? got the shirt. Yeah, the DGs. DGs. It says Hail, Hail Satin. Satin on the back. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. it's it's a great album. And we, too. Yeah, and whenever we go to uh, like some of the bars or stuff like that, we play it on the jukebox, and yeah, people the think it's the, they think it's the Bee Gees. We're like, no, this is actually the Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah, they, they do it. They do it spot. And yeah, then we, do, we had sure. an epiphany moment too because oh, the Bee Gees yeah. was um, Barry, Gibb. Barry Gibb. And we were like, why didn't they do the CGs? Were they just trying to rhyme? But the no, DGs. the DGs is Dave, Dave Grohl, Grohl, we think. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's all speculation and hearsay. <laughs> that, 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 I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it seems exactly. like it does. <laughs> all right. So, next fun question. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Mandela effect? Yes. For so, sure. Berenstein Bears or Berenstain Bears? Right. Berenstain. Right. It was yeah. never Berenstain Bears. No. Yeah. There, there's Thirsty certain ones bears. like that that yeah. like, no, this is this is not right. right. CERN yeah. opened a wormhole. And it looks so different. <laughs> Somebody went in and changed yeah. a couple yeah. things yeah. just to see if we right. notice. And they're like, yes. let's do this. Because yeah. like, it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood or yeah. a wonderful day in this neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, but you're saying the, the. but it, it, in real life, it's this. And oh. that doesn't even make sense to me. No. What? Wow. Or how about life is like a box of chocolates or life was like a box of chocolates. Life is. Life is like a box of chocolates. No. Never In this was. reality, it was. See, I tell Sean about this all the time, and these are great examples that I didn't know of. Except Life is like Bears. a box of chocolates. Right. <laughs> I never know what, what you're going to get. You remember yeah, when see? Tom Cruise like slides onto the set, and yeah. he's like wearing like the, the work shirt? In business. Right. Yeah. And he wears like those black... Aviators? Yeah, he doesn't wear those in real life. Not in this reality. It's never worn them. I don't know where it came from. All the spoofs, or as they call it, reality residue, have him wearing those glasses. Right. Yeah. I like that. Well, that's what it's called. (laughs) Reality residue. He did still have his tidy whities on there, right? He did. Yeah, gosh. But I just don't understand, like, (laughs) how does this happen? Have we just seen so many parodies that we've, like, probably conflated them? Yeah. Like, some of them I don't get on board with, like, Jif or Jiffy. I don't yeah. think it was ever Jiffy. It was always Jiff. It was Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, Sean, I'll start with you. What is your favorite form of art other than music? Um, I like uh, black and white pencil because, um, you know, I took a lot of art classes in, in high school. I still so, remember that, actually. Yeah, I always did like black and white stuff with, with uh, His mechanical pencils. Great. And, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, usually always black and white. Did that and always then, come natural to you? <clears throat> well, I'd been doing it longer than playing music. You know what I mean? So I've I've always uh, liked all kinds of art and I've always been kind of artistic like that. And so I think, yeah. uh, you know, the, the art didn't work out 
in high school to college or anything like that. So then I still kind of did it, but then I, I gravitated more toward music. How about you, Carolyn? Um, Sean's art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sean's art. <laughs> Sean's uh, art is my favorite art. Exactly, right, right. Um, I don't know. I really like dance. Like, I really like to watch okay. dance. I'm not a dancer. Well, but... at Hartford Community College, we have an offering of lots <laughs> of dance opportunities. Yeah, I like to watch it. I'm, not, I'm really not artistic at all. There's like I'm like a one-trick pony. Okay. I sing, and that's kind of it. Yeah. And go to school. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, there's like another connection to other things. Yes, you know, like Sean's yes. obviously a great artist. All right, uh, Sean, Beatles or Stones? Stones. Okay. Yeah. I was a Stones guy too. Yeah. They were just more fun. And I mean, I, I can appreciate the Beatles, but that's not my go-to. How about you, yeah. Carolyn? Um, I, I think I appreciate both of them at the same distance. Different, not di- really. different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not really a huge, you know. They always pit those two against each other. Yes, right. right but right. Then yeah. You, you had other bands back then. There was like The Who. and Yeah, yeah. definitely. So you brought up Zeppelin and Sabbath. Yeah. Yep. Favorite classic rock band? I would say Led Zeppelin yeah. because I've spent the most time with them. Like, I mean, every album over and over again. You know what I mean? Like, it was to the point where I know the song, even if I don't know the name of it, I could still, you know, sing it or know where it's going. You know what I mean? I knew all of it. There was definitely that earthy element to it too, yeah. which made it feel more real. Yeah. As where Sabbath was more, it was just darker. I'm not yeah. necessarily sure where it's coming from. Right. Could be coming from hell. They but. had interesting songs, but I think also <laughs> like yeah, I don't know. Zeppelin was just, I don't know. They had that little groove to them and everything. Yes. And, you know, it's like. And there was a mystique to Zeppelin, and I yeah. think it's because Jimmy Page was into all that stuff that Sabbath was into. Right. And, so you had like this earthy element mixed with like Ouija boards. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I remember um I remember he had like a pair, of, a pair of pants <laughs> that had like planets stitched into him or sewn into yes. him or like that. So, so his right. his Zoso logo, mm-hmm. I just looked up recently. It's the symbol for Saturn. Oh, okay. he, oh. for years he wouldn't tell people what it meant. What? And they finally, because of the digital age, they Somebody found Googled the books. It. it was just yeah. right, right. right. They found the image. Right. It was like, well, it's the yeah, sign it for Saturn. Oh. It is. Final like fun question. We do this on a lot of the mugs. Favorite <clears throat> Starburst flavor? Pink Starburst. I like the yellow one. Okay, so you are the first person, Carolyn, that had a different answer besides the pink one. Mm-hmm. It's everybody, not surprising. Everybody, everybody said the pink, the pink one. one. Yeah. yeah. Just because she's do so it sour. <laughs> I am sour. Sour, is the, salty. Is the is the yellow one sour? A Not little bit, really, but yeah, it's, it's okay. just as sour. As it's the, the most one, sour. I just like lemon. I like yeah. freshness. Right. You know, not like yeah, pink lemonade. Right. So, as a punk rock fan, which I I, I really do put Nirvana into that that boat. Mm-hmm. Are, yeah. Were you a fan of the Pistols? Yeah. And did you know that Danny Boyle was putting out a series that's coming out on Tuesday called Pistol? It's uh, Steve Jones's story of what happened during those, huh. I mean, tragic six months. Right. They were only a band for one album in yeah. like six months crazy? to a year. Yeah. And it's like where they started a whole underground wow. punk scene and, and then other bands were like, oh, we want to be punk too. But yeah, like and when, when Nirvana first came out, I was like, they're not punk. They're not, but as like, as I look back on it now, I'm like, it basically nah, was. They were, yeah, they were punk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Actually, John Lydon was mad at Kurt Cobain. I, I didn't put this connection together, but he was mad at them because they called their record Nevermind. Uh-huh. And he thought the that bollocks, they were trying to rip right? on Nevermind the Bollocks. Uh-huh. But I think Kurt was referring to like making Nevermind a noun. Like mm-hmm. it's a Nevermind. Right, right. <clears throat> like mm-hmm. just a negative headspace. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, but John Lydon got over that and he's he's a fan of Nirvana. He's like, yeah. well, they could put together songs. And now he does hate Green Day. All right. And I think it's a parody and it's a shame. 
Please note that the clip you just heard was John Lydon of the legendary Sex Pistols expressing his earned disdain for the 90s rock group Green Day, wishing they'd come up with something of their own, something authentic. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I'm kind of in that boat, too. I, I kind of, yeah. I'm not a Green Day guy. That. I'm not really either. It just seems, like, disingenuous to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you got the look, and... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Especially more... now. Now they're... Their was 90s more, stuff was a little bit more tolerable. Now it's more like, fashion oof. than substance, right? Yeah. Yes. More the look. Yeah. 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 We're here to talk about cover art mainly. Mm -hmm. And you guys played the Granite Tap Room yesterday, yeah. which is why your voices are husky yeah. and hoarse. <laughs> yeah. So, but you guys have been playing a lot of gigs. I, I looked yeah. at your calendar. As a matter of fact, it's on my phone. It's over there. Where have you played in the past two weeks? Because it's been nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. We played last weekend at Maryland Live Casino. We played the Orchid Room, which is the smoking room. Where's that at? Um, um, Arundel Mills? Yeah, Arundel Mills. And when you say smoking room, you can actually smoke? Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's like um, open to the outside. It's like okay. a huge balcony because it's yeah. it's not really – it looks indoor, but okay. it's open to the elements. So I guess you're allowed to smoke in there. And there's games. So, they sell cigars. Yeah. You know? And that's through um, – <gasps> nice. we actually – um, It's through Steve Byer Productions. Yeah. So we uh, have like a booking agent for that. You know okay. I mean? Out in, in Las Nevada. Vegas. Yeah. Out in beautiful Las Vegas. And then we played – uh, McAvoy's in yeah, Parkville. McAvoy's in Parkville. Last Sunday. Okay. We that's played, a that's a fun um, venue. Humagallis we played Friday. Humagallis, yeah. Another one of our favorites. Places. Yeah. Yeah. So somehow I haven't <laughs> asked this question yet, but how did this duo form? Obviously, you guys are partners in real life as you yeah. are, you know, on the stage. But when did you guys both decide we're, we're going to play music together? So we met in 2013. Yeah. yeah, doing open mics. Open mics. And yeah. me and the old band that I was with. Um, kind of dissolved. Okay. And I think I didn't do anything for like a year. Right. And then we were, I was still going then, to open mics yeah. with him. And then I think at some point Sean said, why aren't we doing this yeah, together? Yeah, and then I was like, like well, we... why don't, because we used to, we used to uh, sign up for open mics and it, we felt like, you know, kind of bad because it would be like, well, you sign up for your songs and I'll sign up for yeah. my songs. Oh, right. But then I played guitar for her and then I would play and do my songs. Mm -hmm. And then it was like... So you were taking up all the slots. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. no, we should just have it play together. You know what I mean? Right. And why aren't we playing together anyway? And then it kind of it kind of snowballed from there. We started booking yeah, yeah. shows as cover art. Yeah, because then I said, why don't you call the people that you knew that you were booking shows with? I'm sure they'd have you back and just tell them you're with a new band. And then yeah. that's how it happened. Yeah. And then we... Uh, we started covering gigs for people too because we we're like, if you ever want to get out of a gig, call us. And um, which has happened then several times. That's part of our name too. Yeah, cover art. Cover we it. made an art of covering gigs, and then we we're also a cover band. That so that was art. my next question: where the yeah. name came from? So yeah, that was kind of like mind. a double meaning. Yeah. You know? So with playing at all these shows and going to school, and you guys both are holding day jobs as well. Yeah. yeah. What's a comfortable pace for you? Or do you just like to stay in that busy headspace? I think we're different on this. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I, true. Sean is very go, 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 yeah, go, go. That's me I too. like doing yeah. it. Oh, yeah, they want to give us a show? Take it. Yeah. But, it, it's, but the thing is, if we don't have a show, then I'm just like, oh, that's pretty nice. You know? he, well, he <laughs> right. does, I don't think sometimes he realizes his limit, too, because he'll get right. really like burnt out because he just right. goes and goes and goes. Yeah. And I'm like, we need like one day off, you know? Yeah. It's, it's rough it's, when you when you work. Like I started a new job last week. I graduated. We had three shows. Then we had two shows this weekend. You know, it, it gets to be a lot. Yeah. And I, I actually, because I work, you know, my regular 40, and then I do side electrical work after work. So I actually wired an entire house you know, three hours, four hours at a time after work 
you know, and so it was like I would, I would go to work, I would get off work, I would wire the house for three hours, come home, eat, sleep, go to work, blah, blah, blah. And then the weekend comes with gig, gig, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a good bet. So, yeah. I'm the type of person where if I'm not busy all the time, yeah. I'm not sure if it's like the same for you, Sean, but I, I get depressed. Yeah, that's yeah, very that depressed. A, yeah, that was mm-hmm. a big a big thing, you know, earlier yeah. you know, when I was younger because sure. it was like, you know, I'd go to work, I'd come home, I didn't really have much to do. So then I would just like kind of get depressed. And, you know, you, you can only play so many video games or listen to so many uh, records, you know what I mean? Like you, you get very bored and you're just like, you just feel like you can't do anything. I, I don't know if you remember this, Sean, like uh, this is back in like 2015 ish 2016 but anyway i ran into you at a 7-eleven we were both there picking up a six pack of something right and you were you were bummed out uh-huh. and you said we started like messengering <laughs> messaging facebook messengering <laughs> i don't even know if that's, that's a word but anyway it it word. but you were telling me that you were a little bit down and this yeah. that, and the other and i was like and to, like a couple years later i saw you guys together and you were just like just full of life and light and all that yeah. so was yeah. that a dark period for you yeah, 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 I kind of uh, cleaned up, we'll say. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was a little more clean now than then. Fair enough. You know? yeah, so time. you guys have been playing a lot of gigs. Um, how about, what, what are some of your favorite venues at this point? Um, oh, you, always Granite Run Tap Room. Yeah. Um, Where is that? Port Deposit. Sunny Port Deposit. Okay. It's, oh, it's um, it's on, on the main, main drag street. on the left hand side. Yeah. Well, you mean yeah. not the main drag. You mean the only street in Port Deposit. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yes. That is such a weird town. It, it really is. is. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. no police in Port Deposit. The only police there's that come up no are just there. state troopers have to come up once in a while. And mm-hmm. I mean, they still sit there and everything because it gets kind of crazy there sometimes at night and people act like it's a drag strip and they try to you know. So a cop will sit at that marina and just waiting for people. You just know. bust them. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but it's a really cool little town and, and we've been playing up there for so long that we know like a lot of people up there and everything yeah. and they love us up there. Yeah. So that's, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. We've, we started to like McAvoy's too. It's really close to our house and um, they have an actual stage. You're not just crammed in some little corner and told to turn down, right. you know, you're talking about down in Parkville. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of places, have a nice stage. we, mm-hmm. uh, we played, um, it was weird. Like they would, they would want live music and then they would put you in this little corner and then they would tell you to turn down. Can you turn down? It's too loud. Can you turn down? It's too loud. Yeah. It's like, why did I even bring equipment? Did right. you just want yeah. us to busk outside on the freaking sidewalk? Like, you know, right. like, you know, we can so, do that. But yeah, some. Just... So I think it, it's also a, a part of, uh, I guess, growing kind of like as you learn the places that you're good at and that, that you want to, you know, that appreciate you and like you. And, and that you and enjoy want, playing. Yeah. You and know? want your style of music and, want, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, but. You got to go through some bad shows to learn that, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. How about, uh, is, are there any rooms that you're just like, mm, it's not a fit for us? Like you'd probably mm-hmm. play them, but maybe they're just not your favorite. Well, we uh, we played before. I guess maybe that's a tough question to answer, isn't it? I'm you know, the thing about like, that place yeah, is. I really hate this one place. Now. Right. I'm just I mean, like the before Larapin closed, that was the example I was oh, using. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, oh. they, you know, put us in that little corner and just kept asking us to turn down, turn down, turn yeah, down. And I literally turned the knob down so much that it was like. We were off. It's off. It's not even on anymore. And the right. people at the bar were kind of like, no, turn up, turn up. But then they have. You. So, you know. But then once that place became River yeah. City Public House, yeah. which is also no more now, yeah. that place was great. We loved that place. JD's Smokehouse was a little weird. We don't play there anymore or anything, but it was, it could be a little weird. I think, because I think they wanted more like a strum and hum kind of lower, yeah. you know what I mean? And then like, I guess they have like a Kino League there or something because like there would be like eight people just glued to that Kino screen and like they're not paying any attention to us or whatever, which 
you know, we've learned right. that people aren't there to hear us. You know what right. I mean? But, yeah, they're not there so, but it's like they're paying no attention or whatever. So right. I, I always thought it was funny because whenever they won at Kino, they'd start clapping and yeah, yeah. And we'd be like, thank, thank you very you. much. We take all applause. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> we, we played Looney's one night as an original band. Yeah. And um, after one of our songs, I, I think an Oreo game was on and nobody um, was paying any attention to us. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, after, the, I guess they won the game. And yeah. after our, like our first song, people just are cheering and going crazy. I'm like, you guys really like that one? Huh? Like, <laughs> yes. No. Nobody yes. hears anything. Yes. We take all applause. Oh, they love us. That's right. <laughs> so, how many songs do you feel like you know at this point? It's got to be ridiculous. And I'm asking you because me and Gary, my my drummer, want to kind of get into like doing some covers. Mm-hmm. But I feel like overwhelmed with the process. So, how many do you know without like a tablet in front of you or any of that? Um, totally memorized. <sighs> Maybe like forty. That's still a lot you know, of songs. I'm guessing there. That might be a little high. Totally I know a cause, lot. Because we work right off the tablet usually, so there's no, yeah. you know, like, but I mean, certain ones, like, it's it's one of those things where you have to, you have to make yourself not use the tablet to then memorize it, because I just sight read it the whole time mostly, so I, mm-hmm. you know, don't, but there's, there's still a good amount of songs that, you know, yeah. I, I know without it, and then on the tablet, there's probably a little bit over a hundred, Yeah. and then, um. Then I have old song books too with old songs that she's right. got an old and song I have book, my so. binder, right? I mean, we we could 150 to that's that's that like, that's yeah, an that's insane lot, amount you know? of songs. Yeah, yeah they just you got to be able there, to yeah, you, know? you got to fill that that four hours, three hours. You know? I'm so much I told more you like earlier in this podcast too. that yeah. my brain yeah. is smoothed over. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't learn anything. <laughs> There's no room for anything else. It just yeah, it just takes uh, repetition. I was ta- yeah. talking repetition. to Tony Durandi yeah. about that. And he was just like, yeah, my, my brain is so filled with this nefarious garbage, is what <laughs> yeah. he said. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's what it is. It's like, yeah. it's a, it's almost like the Kelly Bundy thing. I like, I feel like I, if I, <laughs> I need to forget something to learn yes, something. Yes. Yeah. He learns something and knocks one thing it's out. Pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any favorite cover artists that are out there that are doing like this, either the strum and hum or like the full band production kind of thing? Um, Like local people? Yeah. Local. Yeah. Anybody um, want to give a shout out to? I really like this band called Schizo Calypso. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've yeah. heard them before. Flattery <laughs> um, will get you everywhere. We know um, we played at Jack and Lisa's wedding, and there was oh, a band yeah. called Never Ending Falls. Is it Never Fall or Falls? Fall. Falls. Never Ending Never Ending Fall. Fall. They're, they were really good. Um, they're so good. Yeah. I mean, and if you're talking about like Strum and Hum guys that know a crap ton of songs, Jamie Bishop is, yeah, is, yeah he knows all kinds. Like, I mean, I think he was, doing I gotta like give a, him a lot of credit, man, because he went great. out there and he didn't know really any songs. I guess he knew a couple songs, right. but he did his first gig at the tower with a couple days notice. And he, he just basically sight read the entire right. three hours. Yeah. Right. I don't know that I could do that. No. Yeah, well, it Mm-mm. depends where you're, it depends where you're sight reading from, because you can't just go on like a tab site and just start to play it because you don't know They're which so ones are correct. Some of them are so yeah. wrong. They are. You know what I mean? So like, and sometimes like to, I would go on like, uh, you know, ultimate guitar or whatever, and I would have to piece together, well, this part's right. And uh, off of this tab and this part's right off of this tab. You know what I mean? And right. Just playing through it and playing through it and learn and put it together kind of. Mm-hmm. And then Lander, they don't play yeah. a lot anymore. They don't play a lot. That's yeah. bummer. Those and guys we, were great. He's still their yeah. drummer, but he's still Lander's drummer. Yeah, right. And <laughs> but, like, well, you know, he, he, he was on loan. Yeah. He was on loan. He he wants to play music as much as he can. Yeah. So, but yeah, Lander was my favorite. Have you guys considered making cover art a full band? We have. Yes, we've been we, talking about yeah. it a lot lately. Because you could. Yeah. I yeah. see the the thing that kind of sucks on my end about that is that I don't know a lot about pedals. And uh, all the sound stuff and electronic stuff, I'm more. That's why I'm more 
acoustic is my wheelhouse. I have no idea about how to use that stuff really and, and what effects, you know. So yeah. I got to kind of learn that. But we already play some songs that are, um, you know, it could be electric or, right. or are electric, but right. we make them acoustic. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be an easy kind of change to transition like that, but we just got to get a, a list together of electric songs. And yeah. Then so if there's any it. bass players out there. Pursue it. Yeah. So with your booking, is it all word of mouth or do you have a management company that's helping you get all these gigs? So I do most of the booking. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's just usually places that we've played forever, yeah. you okay. know, and then we do go through Steve Byer now. Okay, yeah. They're a talent agency in yeah. Las and Vegas. Yeah, they try to show us throw us a um like a private gig or whatever because a new guy is taking over you know managing us or whatever so we were already booked there for the one but they book us they gave us a lot more they gigs do casino gigs and then yeah private yeah events, which is very like cool yeah. yeah our first gig with them was in a philly live casino and it was on like a sunday it was like right. a and they asked us gig. to play a back-to-back gig three hours so we played three hours took a break then played another three hours and then that was like our first gig with them so yeah one of the reasons we want to start getting into that is because we've spent the past like 20 plus years doing originals, but yeah. you can't play that often. No. Right, right. I guess it's always record songs or write songs, yeah. but yeah. playing one show every month or every quarter is yeah. not really yeah, fulfilling. Right. Yeah. You could do cover shows every Yeah, because if you mm-hmm. want to get out there and play, I mean, it's good to do both, I guess. Because, you know? mm-hmm. yeah, that's like, and that's sure. a thing. That's why another thing with the original songs, it's like, I don't ever play them really. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get much practice out of them because you don't play them at bar gigs. You know, mm-hmm. it's not really the, the place for it. You can sneak one in, I guess, every once in a while. But. So uh, speaking of sneaking one in, did you want to play one today? <laughs> yeah, try it out. Sure. All right. See and this happens. is going to be an original song. <clears throat> yeah. And this is your song. Yeah. Sinking like a stone Stones I should have
That sounded great. Gets loud. Let me ask you a question. Stage fright. Uh-huh. Do you get it? Like that? Not I know covers. for a fact that that's a nerve-wracking experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, is, it just is yeah. because you want to communicate your song the best you can. Yes. Right, yeah. Not for not for covers, but for stuff like that that I'd never play to anybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Depends and you on the venue, too. You didn't make mm-hmm. it easy on yourself. You got a lot of falsettos in there. And yeah. yeah. It's a little... And that's the thing where it's it's either loud or it's soft because it's like if you... If you have a mic, you know, that you can, I have to have my mic kind of high so mm-hmm. that I'm way back off of it when I get loud, but I need it. I need to get close for the falsettos and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Cause otherwise you don't have enough like support <clears throat> yeah. to yeah. get it. Yeah. That breath. Yeah. Right. So where does all the motivation come from? Like for me, it's probably a Freudian thing. Like, you know, abandonment issues, never feeling like you're good enough, that kind yeah. of thing. But where does your motivation come from? I feel <laughs> she said quietly i feel that <laughs> you want to go into that <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to uh, want to address yeah. that question <laughs> how does that make you feel, that make you feel? <laughs> but there's always that underlying fire yeah and everybody yeah. that's keeping them going like yeah. i've been doing like 24 years of yeah. recording songs and music for right. there's yeah. always a reason yeah yeah i think it's just i don't know it's just you feel you have to do it just same thing with art with me it's like you know i just i always have to do something artistic whether it's even like you know building something you know what i mean just making something creating something i, I sense like of purpose that. yeah, yeah. Like i think he puts a lot of sadness into what he does yeah a lot of his yeah, yeah. repressed emotion yeah. but that's Get good you're getting it yeah. out Get him exactly out. Yeah. right, right then it right. becomes right. other people's problems mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and for me well, it's then, abandonment issues yeah. and other people other people relate all right. <laughs> depression let's hear for a bit <laughs> and other people relate you know if they hear it and they they yeah. understand the words kind of like you know what i mean then you know maybe it, it reflects in themselves yeah mm-hmm. so kind of a interesting question here uh how about least favorite song to perform like i'm sure you'll play anything because you're performers and you're doing a job but i have two Wagon wheel, and why I don't, is we wagon don't do wagon wheel? We okay, it. but Bad Moon Rising, it's clear water. Oof. Okay. Oof, it's just the same the whole way through. Yeah. Okay, and then Mr. Brightside because I've played it so many times. Okay, I've sang Mr. It Brightside. So many times. I like playing that song. It's not I think that we do I it well, it. and we change it a little yeah. bit. But yeah, it's she's fun. just tired I'm of it. Just so sick yeah. of it. But it's you it's kind of in the same vein, as, and it's just people always love it, and they always instantly recognize it. Those two songs, Oof. but it's yeah. yeah. So there's a so Bad Moon Rising, it's like, but it's 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 just a time sponge. You yeah, know, it's just like 
It's like Wait. sympathy for the devil. Yeah, right. Right. Here right. we go. Right. Yeah. 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 Three yeah. chords for 20 minutes. Right. Yep. You can like, stretch that song too. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, is this where we come in? Because the whole thing yeah. sounds the same. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it seems like a lot of people do that too that play covers. They stretch them so much. And it's like, because yeah. they like to do leads and stuff. And it's like, I don't do leads. I do rhythm and sing. Mm. You know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't strum four chords for 15 minutes. And you know what I mean? Right. But when you do. F- form that full band you could do that you'd yeah. be like well i'm gonna go get a beer you guys can go play sympathy for the <laughs> exactly, next 10 right, minutes exactly right so you guys survived covid now covid was tough mm-hmm. especially for the cover artists yeah how did you survive it and i mean obviously you have other jobs as well right. but yeah. how did you like fill that void i mean that that had to be kind of we played on fell's point streaming so yeah okay we did a lot of live streaming for yeah. places which yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. And Fell's Point Streaming was they were they would choose like a bartender or two bartenders. And donate. Yeah. You'd put your Venmo in and they'd send money to those bartenders yeah, that were missing out on. Yeah. yeah. Which was really cool. So yeah, a couple of so, times we did that. And then a couple of times we just streamed yeah. live. Yeah. Which was fun. It, yeah. I think it was helpful being in the same house together, of course. Yeah. 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 Also. And you had a Venmo account set up so you could make a little bit of yeah. extra money. Yeah. I felt bad for guys like Bishop, you know, because yeah. it was like that's how that's he makes a living. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what that's we rough. said because, yeah, like uh, a lot of times when we streamed, any tips we would just give to the, to the bartender. Yeah, we, did. we were like, yeah. we're fine, you know, money-wise, mm-hmm. and bills and everything like that. So because we were you – know, I was still working. That's I, cool. I think I only missed mm-hmm. a couple weeks. But, yeah. I missed eight weeks, but I wasn't, you yeah. know. We were home for like 13 months. Really? really? All, we, we were working from home. But I mean, why yeah, didn't you write an album or time. something like that during that I was time? Do, I was doing this <laughs> thing. Like I probably, no, I wrote that book actually. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I was doing a song a day. That's a weird thing to do, right? Because I I started wondering if people were realizing mm. what was happening. I was writing mm. a song a day. I'd start yeah. in the afternoon, write the song, and then practice it enough to be able to play it and put it up. Yeah. But then I started wondering, like, because they weren't going to be perfected, right? They weren't even going to be great. They were just going to be like, I got through it. It's right. like a sketchbook. Yeah. And so I was putting those up, and it was very, it was very humbling. But at the same time, I was like. I don't know, you get these ideas of yourself in your head yeah. and that can be your own stumbling block. Like people expect me to be this. And if I'm not mm-hmm. that, yeah. right. then what am I? Right, right. So I was like, you need to do this, Brad. You need to just put yourself out there and just be hundred percent real. And that's mm-hmm. how I got through COVID. Yeah. 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 You're an author too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that third book is actually, I, I will brag about that. That one is <laughs> yeah. really good. The first book's we like the first album. And... The thing and we didn't make it that day. Which the one? The book signing. The, oh, were you? Yeah. yeah. Well, we were going to go to that. If I had a copy, I'd give it to you, but it's all right. Yeah. I'll buy one. If we had it, we probably had a show or something. (laughs) We did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sean and Carolyn, thank you for being on the Mouthful Graffiti Podcast. Uh, we'll get this edited and up as soon as possible. I'm going to probably have it out tomorrow for what is it? What is tomorrow? Memorial Day? Yes. yes. Okay. Memorial I should, Day. I should yeah. that. Hot dogs and crabs. Congratulations on graduating. Thank you so much. And, um, Thanks for yeah. having us. Absolutely. Yeah. Finally it's been fun. connected on this. So. For sure. Yeah. All right.